News Talk 1110, 99.3 WBT. Pete Callender here. A couple of emails. Regarding the uh, Mecklenburg County Sheriff Gary McFadden, who has decided uh, that he's not going to, well, after deciding first to unleash his uh, deputies uh, to patrol the streets and do traffic enforcement, which sheriff's deputies hadn't been doing until he got into office. Uh, so he unleashed them all out onto the streets. And now he's like, wow, there's a lot of racism in our ranks, I guess, because now he's like, all right, we're not going to stop anybody for the non-moving violations. I mean, the, to me, the buried lead here is that there are a bunch of racists at the Mecklenburg County Sheriff's Office. In the, I mean, what else am I to conclude? As soon as he puts his deputies out onto the streets to start doing traffic enforcement, he immediately has to dial them, uh, dial them down or rein them in. Uh, and you got to say, oh, no, no, uh, stop, uh, let's not do any more traffic stops for the non-moving violations like broken taillights or headlights or, or expired tags. All right now, if you're speeding or, or you're a school bus, we're going to pull you over. Look, that's what he said. I'm just quoting him. He, and so we're going to still pull you over. But uh, if it's just like an expired tag or tinted windows that are too dark, then we're not going to pull you over. Again, he's directing his deputies who, before he told them to go out and start doing this, they were not doing. Then there was this. Uh, Brett Jensen played a piece for, because Gary McFadden was a a guest on uh, Brett Jensen's program last night at 7 o'clock, breaking with Brett Jensen on News Talk 1110, 99.3 WBT. I, I encourage you to go and listen to the entire hour-long interview. I just pulled a couple of sound bites out of it. I listened to it last night as it was occurring, pulled a couple of bites. He talks about a couple different issues. I got a tweet here, somebody asking about the, uh, uh, the derelict sheriff's explanation of why people are waiting over six months for concealed carry permit renewals, even though the law requires it to be issued within 45 days. Uh, he blamed the medical facilities for that. He just... Gary McFadden's buck stops everywhere else. He, he Even when he pretends to say, I take responsibility for something, he doesn't. I've watched enough of him now over my year and a half being back, and even before that, because when I was up in Asheville, I was starting to monitor his behavior up there too. Um, and so this is par for the course. You know, the, the state comes in and dings him for failures at the jail, and it's, oh, you know, someone's trying to get me. At the state, and uh, he told that stupid story about the inspector getting called out from the deer stand to uh, to cut short his hunting trip so he can go and inspect the jail. Cry me a river. Cry me a river, man. You're running a jail that's had people die in it. And we all know why that happened. See, there's a fight going on. There's a, there's a battle going on with the, uh, uh, the far lefties inside the Democrat Party, and they're going after... McFadden because they wanted him to release a whole bunch of more people from the jails and stuff. And you got people that are dying and he's not progressive enough. And so there, there's a battle going on inside that, that world too, inside the Democrat party. You have to be aware of these things because in a town like Charlotte, where Democrats control like everything, you have to be acutely aware of the political machinations and the personalities and the pettiness of all of that crap. You got to, yeah. You have to be aware of it. And it's harder for people uh, like me because I am of a limited government mindset. And so most people on the left don't care to talk with me (laughs) because they they don't agree with my politics. And so it's harder to kind of get that information 
Another. Oh, this is uh, also a very key point here. This is from Monica uh, that the radar gun uh, that the police use, the radar gun is racist and it has been since birth. It's true, since birth. Um, because, it, yeah, you point the radar gun at a vehicle and bam, racism. Just like that. That's how it happens. All right. So uh, next up, the, uh, I mentioned uh, Brett Jensen is interviewing McFadden last night on his program. He plays for the sheriff a news report from WBT's Mark Garrison, who did a ride-along with CMPD. And, well, take a listen. An officer spots a Mercedes, two guys inside, neither wearing seatbelts. <laughs> officer Jeff Zederbaum pulls the car and approaches the driver's side. Hey, how you doing, sir? You when the window opens, the smell of marijuana comes wafting out. Do me a favor, step out of the car for me, okay? The smell of weed is probable cause. He can search both the car and the people in it. Do me a favor, spread your feet for me. On this night, the 22-year-old driver says he does not have his license with him. But in the back seat, there's a 50-inch flat-screen television. Just taking that TV to my girlfriend's house. Oh, taking a big TV to his girlfriend at midnight? 29's on a television, please. Go ahead. Officer Niederbaum radios in the serial number on that television, and the plot thickens. So now you've got drugs, cash, and a television taken in a break-in. You're under arrest for possession of stolen property. They think he's tied to quite a few other crimes. Possession of cocaine, robbery. So a traffic stop for not wearing a seatbelt turns into a bigger case. It obviously worked, worked very well tonight. We're getting the right person off the street tonight. So, Chef, when you hear that, that this can lead to other bigger arrests, like with Mark Garrison's piece from like three or four years ago, what are your thoughts about that? Sure, it could. It is absolutely could. Uh, but here's what we have to look at. We have to look at the racial disparities that causes all of this in the beginning. So why couldn't we work towards what? that before it got to my decision? This is this is just hackery. I'm sorry, man. Like, are, do you think I'm an idiot? Are you like Because what you've just said... I think has just made everybody a little bit stupider for having heard it. Rather than the question is about these stops. In this case, it was a seatbelt violation. Is that a non-moving violation? Would that is that something that that the deputies aren't going to look at anymore? Because right, God forbid. Uh, I'm old enough to remember when they would put the seatbelt compliancy rates on billboards, right? You could drive down the road and be like, hey, here's this month's compliance with seatbelt usage laws. Uh, here's last month. Here's this month. Here's last year. And we're going for 100%. Well, like, how, do you, how do you compile that data? Traffic stops. It was a whole big campaign. Everybody wanted everybody to wear, to, to wear the seatbelts. That's why they passed a law to save you from your own dumbassery, right? Wear the seatbelt. I'm old enough to remember when... They didn't even come automatically, you know, attached to the door. You'd actually have to put those things on yourself. And sometimes they didn't even have the shoulder restraint. I mean, in the back seat. You know, where you put the most precious cargo, the kids. You, you don't give them a shoulder strap. You know, like the school buses, even today. So uh, I, I don't understand why he can't answer this simple question, which is, you know, about you pull somebody over for this minor violation but you find out that, hey, this guy's a burglary suspect. He's got stolen merchandise in the car. He's got illegal drugs in the car. He's a stat. He was a stat, right? And 
McFadden's response is, it's just babble. It is absolutely could. Yeah. Uh, But here's what we have to look at. We have to look at the racial disparities that causes all of this in the beginning. Well, causes what in the beginning? A racial disparity caused him to go steal a television? Is that what you're telling me? That I'm supposed to just give this guy a pass because of racial disparities? Because the cops pull over more black people at a higher rate or something, and that's why he went out and stole a television set? That, this is asinine. This is, this is illogical. Uh, unless I'm misreading or misunderstanding what it is saying, which is entirely possible. So why couldn't we work towards that before it got to my decision? Because America just says it just happens to anybody. Do we do the same thing on every side of the city? We could say yes. Most people on a certain side of the city says no. So they are targeting us. Sure, that is a great stop. I commend the officer for that arrest, and, and everybody in the car should be charged and stopped. We're just saying if it's equally done all over the city, will it be viewed as the same way? And we all know what, what happened up north. Everyone in that section of the, of the county was cited for speeding. Mm-hmm. Even though they didn't like it, they were cited for speeding, but then everybody's equipment and everything was great. No problem. We're just saying that we just believe that racial disparities came into play and there was something we needed to do about it. We believe this is the case. We are being told this by people that think that they're getting it worse. People with the tendency for interpersonal victimhood, maybe the TIV personality traits um, the, the, that that they are they believe this is the case. And so therefore we're going to do something about it. So we're going to essentially enact some sort of racial vengeance program. That's why we targeted the people up in North Mech, and they were very angry about it. They were mad, but they were all cited for speeding. Fair enough. Cite them for speeding. But, hey, you got sent this the other day. This was a big fight. Uh, thank you, Eric, for sending this. Uh, this was back in 2002. It was shortly after um, the New Jersey State Police was accused by the U.S. Department of Justice for racial profiling, targeting minority drivers for traffic stops. And so a big study was launched. And it turned out that black drivers, according to the research, are actually guilty of speeding more than other drivers. They speed more. And that's why they got pulled over more. It wasn't because of the racial animus. It was because of... Their behavior, they were speeding more. And by the way, Hispanics and whites tend to speed at about the same rate. By the way, men speed a lot more than women. Right. So if we're going to enact quotas, right, in order to uh, to achieve equity, then uh, as I mentioned yesterday, I think we need to start making more pullovers of women, female drivers. I mean, I know, I know they're the safest ones and they break the fewest rules, but equity. News Talk 1110, 99.3 WBT, Pete Callender here. So uh, last hour we got uh, some phone calls. One of them was from Reed, uh, and I appreciate he said uh, that I'm uh, I'm his voice. Now, I, I appreciate the compliment, but 
I, I want to, and I understand what he meant. I'm not trying to, uh, to challenge it. I'm just point out, you are your own voice. That's what, like, you call in, you, you make your voice heard as well. I mean, I understand. I say some pretty good things every now and again. I mean, some of them are really stupid. But every now and again, I'll say some decent things. And so people feel like, oh, that, that's like what I was thinking. And so I get that. I totally get it. Um, but that's the that, that's what that's what this platform exists for, is we have conversations, and you can make your voice heard on particular topics, uh, and you know without jeopardizing the FCC license, that sort of thing. Um, so last night on uh, Brett Jensen's program here on WBT, uh, he had Sheriff Gary McFadden on. Uh, I, I and look, I, I guess I should say this too. Um, for all of the dragging that I have done of the sheriff uh, over my uh, last year uh, being back in town, um, I, I do give him all props for coming on WBT and taking phone calls. I, I mean, I know, I know there are Republicans who won't do that, <laughs> right? So uh, I give him credit for for coming in and 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 taking the phone calls. Now the problem is, is that. Uh, he he didn't really answer a lot of the questions, and I don't think people got a lot of satisfaction, and I don't think an answer to the question is, oh, yeah, just come on down and talk to me. It's like, no, Sheriff, that's what we're doing now. Okay, this is one of the things that drives me nuts. Like, where they, oh, we have, let's have the conversation. That's why we need to have the conversation. We're having it right now. That's what's occurring. I'm talking with you. You're talking with me. And you responding to my question with, we should have that conversation that is not responsive. That's just you deflecting. That's bad faith. It's a cheap, uninspired, fairly pedestrian rhetorical device. All right? So some of the best questions I thought, though, came from uh, – there was somebody asked – I got a, a message here. Somebody asked about the uh, concealed carry process – uh, so he did address that. You can get the podcast at WBT.com and listen to it because he also talked about ICE and his cooperation. That's another thing. I, oh, gosh, all right. I'm not going to have time to get to that. By the way, 2 o'clock in about a half an hour, Ted Budd will join us. We'll talk with uh, Congressman Ted Budd. He's running for U.S. Senate. But um, McFadden. All right, McFadden, let me see. There was a question. Here it is. From a caller named John, if that was his real name. And what John submitted was that, look, it sounds like you're kind of duplicating a service that is already being provided by Charlotte Mecklenburg police, right? Traffic enforcement. Listen. Most of the people don't know that the sheriff of Mecklenburg County is the highest ranking law enforcement official in the county. So my duties are the exact same duties of CMPD enforcing the law. We just don't answer 911. So imagine that I have deputies every night 40 to 50 or 60 deputies patrolling the street every night serving papers so while they're going to serve these papers they can also assist cmpd whoa 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 wait 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 you got 50 deputies out quote patrolling while serving papers while assisting cmpd dude you need to pick one of those right you're either right. I understand if you're on your way to serve some papers, some arrest warrants or something, you're going to serve some papers, some divorce papers, whatever. You're going to serve some papers and you're out there patrolling. He says every night. Now, I don't know if that means every day. I don't know if that's a certain shift. But he says every night, 50 to 60 or whatever it is, out patrolling. 
and serving papers. I don't know how you patrol and serve papers. I understand if you're on your way to serve the papers and you're like, hey, look at that guy. They're driving crazy. Let me let me pull them over. Which, by the way, I can attest, sheriff's deputies in Mecklenburg County can, in fact, pull you over. I was pulled over by one because they were on the road. I pulled out behind them. They got to the end of my neighborhood street and they stopped and they wouldn't go. They wouldn't make the turn onto Eastway Drive. They just sat there. And after waiting for about three or four minutes, and I could see through the windshield, the guy was looking down, typing stuff on his computer. Totally understand, but you should totally pull over to the side of the road because right now you're violating traffic laws, right? You're impeding the flow of traffic. You're breaking the law, not me, when I gave you a friendly, I thought, a friendly beep, beep. It was real short like that. I mean, it was a quick one. Beep, beep. And I could see he looked up, and then he pulled out, and then I pulled out behind him, and then we're going down Eastway Drive. I passed a car on the left, and then he came up behind me and pulled me over on Central Avenue. And he he tried to he tried to tell me because I asked him what you you know what seems to be the problem, deputy. And he's like, uh, "You were driving erratically." I said, "I I I passed a car on a two lane road." And we both know what's going on here, right? I mean, I didn't say that to him because I didn't want to get a ticket. But I knew he could give me a ticket. But we both knew what was going on. He was mad because I gave him what I thought was a friendly beep-beep because he was impeding the flow of traffic. He was embarrassed. And he didn't think I had the right to honk the horn at him. He didn't do anything. He came back and you know gave me a warning about you know driving safer or whatever. So I know deputies can, in fact, pull you over. But this idea that... The deputies are running all around Mecklenburg County serving warrants, but also patrolling while assisting CMPD with traffic stops. By the way, somebody wrote in. I have no idea if this is true or they called in. You got all the stepped up traffic enforcement today on 277, the, you know, the John Belt freeway over there. And it was suggested that is this a uh, is this a uh, a message to the sheriff? Is CMPD sending a message to the sheriff? Like, we're still in charge of traffic enforcement here, not you. The Mecklenburg County Sheriff's Department does not, or Sheriff's Office, I should say. It's not a department. It's an office. The Sheriff's Office does not respond to 911 calls, he just said. But if they're driving around, they can cite you. But they're not going to cite you for non-moving violations because racism. Except, of course, if you're white, apparently. Yeah, yeah. There was another person who called in and asked him that precise question. Now, I don't know if he misheard the question or not, but his answer is very, very concerning to me. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Let me finish this clip real quick. This was uh, Gary McFadden last night on Brett Jensen's program at 7 o'clock here on WBT. Uh, he was uh, he got a call from, uh, uh, they were taking calls to his credit. He took uh, phone calls, and one caller named John asked whether he's essentially duplicating services because Charlotte Mecklenburg Police does the traffic stops. They do the law enforcement, the traffic enforcement, not the sheriff's office. And so, hey, you know what? You got these other uh, staffing shortages at the jail. Why don't you put your personnel there? With the reduction of crime and some other things. And so all we're doing is multiplying the force of law enforcement out there. So we're not taking over CMPD's job, but 
and yes, and if you you don't remember, I was part of CMPD, irrelevant police department, then Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department, and all we are doing is helping out my fellow officer, uh, chief across the street. So we do have the same duties. So we're not doing their job. We're just multiplying that. Okay, that that is completely unresponsive to the question. Nobody said that you're doing their job. He said it's duplicative. You're duplicating the services. He didn't say you're taking their jobs. He says you're just doing something that's not, it, it's a time waster. You shouldn't be doing it. When you especially have other priorities, right? Everything can't be a top priority or else nothing's a top priority. Your top priority was supposed to be under the de- or under the consolidation effort. It was supposed to be, right, jailhouse security and management, courthouse security, and then serving the court papers, civil papers and stuff. So if you're not... If you're now going and doing this mission creep and you got them going off doing the traffic enforcement in a very racisty way to the point where you had to actually then say, no, we're not going to do non-moving violations because apparently we're all racist here. Um, you're not taking over CMPD's job. Nobody said that you were doing that. They said that it's just a waste of your resources because CMPD is doing that. You're not a force multiplier. What is the force multiplier? You're not taking 911 calls. You're not responding to 911 calls. What's this force multiplier? You get to show up afterwards? You hear it on the scanner and you go show up? What are you talking about? This, these are just excuses. It's just cover for what is a an obvious politically motivated policy change. All right, let me go over here to Brian. Welcome to the program. Hey, Brian, how are you? Hi. Hey. Um, I learned a lot from Sheriff McFadden last night. One thing, public safety is, is uh, racist. Indeed, yes. Most of the people uh, don't know that. Yeah. If, if you don't stop uh, someone with a taillight out, mm-hmm. how do you they signal or how do you see the braking? If it's broke out and the light's shining through white instead of red, you don't know if the car in front of you all of a sudden is backing up on you or coming at you. Um, well, to be confused like that, Brian, uh, that makes you racist. Yeah, it does. And uh, well, when the pla- tags are expired, that probably means their insurance uh, uh, lapsed and they weren't no. able to get No, 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 no. That, too, means that you're racist. Um, if it does, I'll have to accept the title, but uh, <laughs> that's <really> not <laughs> the way I live. Right. No, no. I think, uh, I think while these might be very valid and legitimate uh, questions and, and maybe very obvious to most people, um, what I learned last night, too, is that all of these things are just racist. It's, it is it is racism to want to see whether the car in front of you is braking or not. And whether that car presents a life or death hazard to you following the vehicle without the brake lights on. And they may not even know they, that their brake lights don't work. But simply recognizing that their brake lights don't work, that makes me, the car following, the racisty car. That's the way that works. That's apparently how this works. It, it does, and it's pretty amazing yeah. that anyone could make try and make logic out of that. Yeah. So uh, and that anyone would accept it. Yeah. Well, no, because again, it's a political policy. It, it, and look, this is these the the uh, criminal justice activists, right? The same people that are all about defunding the police. This is one of their. Uh, lines of attack. This is the uh, the use of these data points in order to try to defund police and get them to stop law enforcement activity, right? They, this is just one prong in this multi-prong approach. So, uh, and I've seen their presentations. They bring the data and they talk about disparate impact. And that's what McFadden is trying to reference here about the disparate impact. Um, 
But what but what's not accounted for, which I referenced in that old study from New Jersey, which was that you know maybe there is actually something to be said about certain demographics in our society that drive at higher rates of speed. We know that men speed more than women, right? Why is that? Um, it's um, well, that, that's testosterone. Uh, that, that's another problem. Our males are over testosteroneized. We're we got to get the testosterone out of men. Salt, Peter, and the mashed potatoes kind of thing. That'll work. That's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Brian, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you. No, I mean, it, like that is a demographic truism, right? That is a data point. It is not bad or good. It's not misandrist or misogynist or sexist or any other ist. It just is. When you look at the data, men speed more than women. The, there's an entire industry that knows what the, what the driving habits and safety records are of, of demographics and groups of people, right? Car insurance. Like their, their business model relies on them being able to know the data and interpret the data so this way they don't go bankrupt, right? They know these numbers. But rather than have a conversation, as McFadden claims he's always interested in having with everybody, right? Oh, I'm all about the conversations. Well, why why wouldn't you talk about maybe there is a reason why the people that get pulled over and they don't have uh, a license, you know, why are we seeing more uh, uh, more people of a particular racial demographic or or ethnicity? Uh, or gender, like, why are we seeing more of that? Like, men are completely overrepresented in jails. What's up with that? We need to start arresting more women. Because obviously, the disparate impact analysis would indicate women being the majority population should be represented by, you know, with a majority in the jail population, too. I'm not talking about trans women either. No, I'm saying, like, that should be we should have a, a one-to-one ratio. No? That's the disparate impact argument. Why does that go away in this case? Why is that ignored? Oh, don't be silly, Pete. Why? What did Rush always say? Right? He talked about uh, highlighting the absurd by being absurd, using the absurd to highlight the absurd, and that's, that's the absurd. Now, I am open to the idea that, yes, there are cops that pull people over based only on the color of their skin. Absolutely, I'm sure that happened. I am sure it happened. I'm sure it, ha- it still happens now. What is it, the sheriff that just got relieved of his command out in Columbus, North Carolina, right? For being a racist. I, I'm, I'm certain it happens. But what McFadden is doing is no better. It's no better. He's, he, he's, he's using race in much the same way. It's, it's despicable. But it's different when Democrats do it. I know, I know. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Got, a, uh, got an email here from my colleague, Brett Winterbull. He says, uh, so what's the sanction on the cops if they stop people and then let them off with a warning? You can still do surveillance on that. That's a great question. So, And, and it, it dovetails into uh, a statement that appears in a Fox News story. It's attributed to McFadden, the sheriff of Mecklenburg County, where he says the policy will improve interactions between officers and citizens. This policy of not pulling people over 
for non-moving violations. Busted taillights, expired tag, that sort of thing. Non-moving violations, you will not be pulled over by a sheriff's deputy. But don't worry, the sheriff's deputies don't really do traffic enforcement. That's CMPD. They're still going to totally pull you over. Now, uh, I would submit that if you want to improve interactions between cops and citizens, you do what Brett Winterbull just suggested, is you have the cops pull people over, but then give them warnings. Treat them nicely. Say, hey, it's okay. Don't worry. You're free to go. Does that leave you with a better sense of of police, of a law enforcement officer? Do you you end up taking more kindly to cops if you have a bunch of interactions that do not end up with you in cuffs? Because I would submit a lot of times people get very – I loved like a couple years ago when all this stuff uh, started uh, first, you know, uh, with the riots and all this. I kept hearing these – these uh, uh, stories and these these arguments that uh, they have, you know, parents have to have the talk with their kids and um, not the talk about sex, but the talk like, you know, cops are apparently you're running around trying to kill you. And like I never had that. My parents never told me that. But it was always expected of me that if a cop tells me to do something, I do it like that. That was just that was the expectation. So that's just kind of for the most part uh, how I interacted with law enforcement um but there is there is this uh, sentiment going on that you know oh, oh there you know people are driving down the road and then they see a cop in their rear view mirror and like you don't understand the level of anxiety that that people have and they were talking about you know black people or not or non-white people that the level of anxiety they have and i said i actually i i i can kind of get a good idea of that i used to experience it as well when i would drive around with weed in the car with Grateful Dead stickers all over the back bumper, and I was a stat. I had long hair and a beard. I was a stat. Cops knew if they pulled me over, chances were I'd have something that would lend, uh, that would uh, send me to jail, right? So, like that is that profiling? Absolutely, it was profiling. Were they right? Generally, yes. Generally, yes. I mean, that that's real, right? That's the truth. Generally, yes. And then I wised up and stopped carrying anything in the car. No, I would just order it in. It was just, no, I'm kidding. But um, no, the, the, there is a there is a very natural reaction. Even so, here's the even after I wouldn't have anything in the car, I still don't like seeing blue lights in my rearview mirror. I'm not aware of anybody that does. I'm not aware of anybody that's like, yes, I'm getting pulled over. Woohoo! Chance to interact with law enforcement. <laughs> Nobody says that. Nobody acts like that. Everybody has anxiety. Everyone is worried. It's an agent of the state. I'm a libertarian. What do you think that does to me? <laughs> All right, let me go over here to David. Hello, David. Welcome to the program. Hey, thanks, Pete. I really love your program. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Hey, what are the steps a citizen can take to get this guy removed? How can you not understand that the first word in illegal alien means they need to be in jail? Well, and, that see, secondly, well, hang on though. This is the and this is how this is how McFadden plays cutesy with the law here because he keeps saying, "Oh, they have to give me a criminal, uh, some sort of criminal paper, right? Show me, you know, if you got to give me a court order, something from a judge." Uh, charge these people with a crime, but it's a civil, but this is the thing there. It's not criminal. It's civil. It's civil. Unless these people, unless an illegal alien, an authorized uh, immigrant has done something like a violent crime and there's a criminal charge, 
right? The immigration codes, those are civil codes. So what he's doing is he's demanding paperwork from ICE that he knows they can't give him. He knows they can't give him. Right, but it's a these are civil offenses, not criminal. And what he's okay. demanding is a criminal offense. So, like, if somebody gets gets busted, an illegal alien gets busted, brought to the jail, and a magistrate says you're free to go on bond or whatever, right? They set the bond, and now you're free to go. And what ICE well, is saying is, hey, hey, hell, hold on, we, we want to come get that guy. And what McFadden is saying is, oh, well, you know, we got a magistrate, he turned him loose, and and that's a criminal uh, paper that says he can go. That's in the criminal side. Now, if you got some other papers. That you want to charge him criminally with something? Well, let's see it, ICE. And what ICE is saying is, well, these are civil offenses. We, we, we don't have criminal papers to give him. And so McFadden's like, well, then I guess he walks. But he gets to come off as if he's, you know, following the law and I'm working with ICE and I'm trying to cooperate. And all they need to do is this very simple thing, just a criminal paper, and then we're fine. No, he's a he's wrong. My next point is on his racist policy about not pulling over black folks if they have violations to their vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, who decides on the right number of black people to be in jail? I don't know. If that number falls below his number, does he go out and round a bunch of black folks up and jail them? I don't know, right? Does it work the other way? Right. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this, relying on disparate impact is a, is a very... Uh, it's a it's a path fraught with peril. Thank you for the call, Dave. It really is because if you're going to use the data in order to drive a conclusion, then you're going to have to be okay with like the other side of it. That's why I, I reference the um, the female to male ratios, right? That's disparate impact as well. More female drivers, but they make up fewer of the tickets. Why? Why they should be getting more tickets than men? Because there are more female drivers than male drivers. Assuming identity, yes. All right. Representative Ted Budd will join me after the news. 